Hi again, everybody. We welcome you into the 2020 edition of the Molar Lacrosse Podcast. Greg Waddell here with you, and very happy to have with us the head coach of Molar Lacrosse, Sean McGinnis, is with us. And I guess I should say Happy New Year. We, we yeah. turned the calendar almost a month ago, but for you, it's kind of a, a new year because the yep. new season's coming up. New year, new start. So getting getting ready. We have four weeks to go. So it's, holy four weeks. Wait, it's kind of yeah, it's <laughs> closing in real quick, and this is kind of that 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 time of year where you're just antsing and get going like guys are working hard in the weight room they're doing all their stick skills and other like skill development and you know it's kind of like that grind so we're we're getting ready for it it's going to come up very very fast and before we kind of look ahead I want to take a chance to kind of go back and look back the last time you and I got a chance to, to connect was the end of last season and a, a nice run came to an end. Uh, St. Xavier gotcha in the very yeah. end. And from that moment on, I, I guess I was asking, and I know I've done enough molar soccer over the years with Mike Welker, who he, he gets the puffy lip and pouts for a while <laughs> about the, the end right, of his season, right. wherever it happens to be. But for you, what, what does it take for you to, to kind of let that end of the season go? Because there's always, yeah. unless you're the champs, there's going to be a disappointment at well, the end. Yeah, we definitely uh, – I thought met our expectations of getting to the regional finals, I and mean, that that is an expectation. And you know, we're trying to ramp it up even more to where it's the expectation is, you know, we're going to get to the final fours uh, every year. So you know, I felt we met our expectations of getting back to the regional finals. Uh, we played very well. Uh, I thought we played extremely well on some sides of the ball that uh, you know were a concern for us. Uh, faceoffs were were a great effort by Ivan Anderson and stopping Chase Williams. Uh, you know, an All American yep. faceoff guy, Division One faceoff guy going to Cleveland State. Uh, but we just came up short, and honestly, we let a few things dictate the last five minutes of the game. We kind of imploded with a, a couple calls, a couple situations, and you know, so that's a, that's a big learning you know thing for us moving into this year we we know that we have to stay composed for 48 minutes we got to play for 48 minutes and we can't let the uncontrollables control us uh you know when things like that happen so uh there'll be some disguise conditioning that might be five minutes things like that uh we've talked a lot about it but you know at the end of the day it's the past and we have to kind of put it to rest we got to put it to bed and uh, just move forward, and and uh, we've moved forward very well this off season. Well, let's talk a little bit about that as you move forward. I know you got the guys together, and lacrosse for you uh, has been ingrained in you for so long. And I know Notre Dame yeah. is yeah. a big factor in your it life is. as it's well. A, you know, it's it's a place where I kind of cut my teeth as a as a coach in the summertime, going out to their camps, and uh, you know, really enjoy being around their staff and being on campus. So I just try and get our guys out there so you know they can enjoy some time together and. and play together uh, in this new group kind of coming up. So we went to the Notre Dame team camp last uh, July. Uh, We had three teams actually. We had kind of two play. We had two play on a varsity level and one play on a JV level. And uh, so we got our incoming freshmen to come play with us as well. And then all of our rising sophomores or seniors went and played. It was a time for us to evaluate. It was time for us to kind of get together and prepare for this year. Uh, the best part about building a program is having our alumni come back and help them uh, coach us. So we had a lot of guys over the last few years come back and help. We had uh, Logan Diebel, who plays at Syracuse. Uh, he was a coach. Uh, Jack Stahanzik, who plays at Rutgers. He was there uh, with us. And then we had uh, you know the the usual suspects of uh, you know <laughs> Lucas Cleaver and and uh, and Rice and uh, Colin Rice or Connor, Connor Rice yeah. and um, 
Paxton Krieger all come back and help uh, as well. And it's just, again, it's a great opportunity for them to give back to the kids. It's a great opportunity for them to to coach and then also kind of share their thoughts on what Moeller meant to them and what it did for them, honestly. Uh, so over the, the course of two and a half days, played a lot of lacrosse. We got a lot of culture building in as well. And we came out, um, I think, uh, kind of ahead. We kind of came out with a, a good focus for this year. That's fun when you can kind of use the program, the culture that you have built here, not just the whole Moeller lacrosse the history of it, but guys that have been here the very recent and, and had the successes too, the, the state championship just a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's really great. And, you know, it's great to see their maturation and their maturity too. You know, you see them as a freshman and you work with them for four years and then you see them kind of take off on their own. And for them to come back and like echo the things we told them four years ago, <laughs> you know, to coach you know, the things we coached them on four years ago. It's a neat thing to hear, you know. It actually and stuck. It stuck. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess they were listening, you know. And, and there's times you where know? you're looking them and right in the eye. What is doing? In one ear, right out the other. Right. When, when is this going to click right. and stick? And, and, you know, and so it's it's great. Uh, Connor McGinney, I, I did I left Connor out too. Connor uh, helped us as well because John McGinney was up coaching with us. And, you know, just those guys, it's like those core group of guys were, uh, you know, a vital part. Part of our success um and like again like to hear Connor McGinney you know just kind of I think we had like a bad game or something like that and uh you know he kind of just talks to the guys as like a young mature right you know guy to these guys and just kind of puts it in a way that they understand it better than a coach could say it you yeah. know so and then we did at night what we did is we did some um uh, culture talks. So the kids kind of talked about Moeller and what it meant to them and the things they learned. And then they talked about, um, what, uh, you know, what they're learning on the college level from playing and culture and just what, what it is to be a college student, a college student athlete. And, you know, at the end of it, we came out of, uh, you know, we wanted to kind of have a vision or something for us to, to work on, uh, going into this year and we came out with our thing it's called the three c's uh, that equal the brotherhood of trust so we came out with three attributes is communication connection um, and then commitment. Uh, commitment and then what those you have to have those three things to equal trust and since we're a brotherhood you know we want to say you know we're a tight brotherhood of trust so you know the things we we worked on this fall and we're working on right now we're talking about commitment we're talking about connection you know we're, we're talking about trust um, and communication and we're getting the idea of like you got to have these four things if we were going to be successful this year as a, as a program so it was good that's good and and as you're there these players are getting the chance to develop how does it help you how, how does it help you as a coach to, to watch her i mean are there other the notre dame guys there that that can kind of instill some things that maybe yeah you're always I'll still tell developing you, and learning. i'll tell you it was, it was really neat it was really neat um so during the the camp um coach corgan he's the head lacrosse coach at notre dame so all the kids get to um uh where all the programs, all the teams there get to have a, a session with him, and he does a whole you know video breakdown of your game. So every team gets to go through wow. uh, Orlada Stadium where they play, and uh, their games are filmed. So like our varsity blue versus our varsity gold played against each other. So one, it's it's like basically like everything Moeller up on the screen. So everything he's breaking <laughs> down, it's Moeller versus Moeller. 
And it was really cool to see the interaction he had with our kids. Um, and our kids had the interaction with him, you know, and, uh, you know, I think, I think some kids really kind of took that as a, you know, we really are a next level type program when this college coach is, is talking to our, our kids, you know, like, like he's a coach, like he's coaching them, you know, and, and he kind of followed back up at the end of the, uh, you know, at the end of the camp, he brought our, our program together and talked to them and, you know, kind of gave him a message going away. And so, you know, I think as what makes our program special is the connections myself and my staff have with college coaches and the message they tell our kids is not any, you know, it's just as close to the message we're, we're preaching on a daily basis. All right. That's, that's, that's something then that probably for them to, to understand that and see what you're doing, what they're doing at, at that next level is kind of similar yep. for that respective level. And that's got to be something that, that really helps them to, okay, buy in and believe what it is you're doing here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, I guess it's a little affirmation. You, you sit, affirmation, there, as, you know, you sit there as a coach and, you know, you're, you're like sometimes banging your head against the wall and then you have, you know, a coach like him, you know, such a recognizable coach, you know, break down your film with your players and he's literally saying the same thing you're saying as a coach and like you could see the light bulbs going off, like eh, yeah, you know, like coach our, does know what he's our, talking our coaches about. Coaches kind of know what they're saying sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Affirmation—that's the perfect word. So, with that said, uh, you mentioned coaches and high school coaching, and especially the assistants who who really help prop up the head coaches. That's always kind of an ongoing thing that, that yeah. happens in all sports, not just just what you've gone through. But there's been a few changes over the course from last year to this year. Yeah, we've had uh, some of our key guys over the last six years, um, you know, leave the program for, for better reasons, uh, you know, family and job and school. And, uh, you know, th- this program was it could not have been as successful as it had in the last six years without these guys. You know, right. Noah Gibby on the offensive side, uh, Chad uh, Clark and Ryan or Brian Powell on the defensive side. I mean, they really, you know, committed themselves to a process and committing themselves to the program for such a long period of time and I'm just blessed that you know I could have a couple years with them because there is I mean guys get in they want to coach you know good bad ugly whatever you know sometimes you know it's it works and sometimes it doesn't and to have a core group you know those three guys myself and John McGinney at the varsity level for you know almost six years uh, you know I'm pretty fortunate you know and uh, you know these guys are not only great friends but they're great coaches and uh and I'm really thankful for for their you know efforts along the way and uh but we got new guys um you know John McGinney's back and he's kind of focusing on the defensive side um Ryan Aloiso who was our our JV head coach for a while we're going to pull him up to varsity level helping out the offensive middies um and uh taking over a little bit of uh, extra man offense um we bring back two alumni uh bring back Joe Lever who graduated I think in 92 uh and he'll let the kids know that he's a (laughs) two-time uh I think two-time state champion as long as well as a Midwest champion, uh, and then uh, Jack Toom, who, who just graduated recently from Robert Morris, and uh, and is back to help. So, and I feel like we're just not going to skip a beat with the, with the new staff, and we have some other new JV uh, coaches as well. Actually, we got another alumni, Joey Caney's coming back already. So yeah, already. Oh so he's coming back, <laughs> and he's uh, helping out the JV program. Uh, and then uh, we got two great coaches, uh, Sean Turner and uh, Brian Leppert, uh, come way of Columbus, and they're going to be helping out Varsity Reserve along with Tommy Farrow, who's coming back. 
Well, that's good, and and that is not is starting now. I mean, you, so, you're yeah, yeah. We had a we had a great staff meeting last Saturday. Uh, got all of our culture pieces uh, kind of out of the way, and and our team documents about the, you know how we want the team to to focus, and and how we are going to hold the team accountable this year, and uh, talk a little X's a little strategy, and uh, you know things like that. So it was good. As you also this, this kind of I guess kind of starts things over again i mean you, you've yeah, already been here you know, long enough now that sometimes you need to go through a refresh yeah the biggest thing is like kind of hitting the pause button and reset button this yeah. this summer when we went out to notre dame I and mean, we realized that over the course of six years we've uh been uh able to bring in a lot of talented lacrosse players locally really? and now we have a mix of athletic uh, kids along with athletic lacrosse kids and you put the athletes with the the skill kids the skill lacrosse players and y- you know y- you have a good recipe for success sure. so you know it's a it's kind of a reset with new coaches it's a reset with uh, maybe some philosophies and x's and o's and things like that but uh you know it's still the same old brotherhood and still the same <laughs> old goal of getting back to you know state championships well the end result is yeah is getting to columbus and, and hopefully playing for that state champion delaware I guess I should say. Yeah, but playing for that that state championship, that's for sure. You also just mentioned, too, about how many of these great – uh, these great players, lacrosse players, not just athletes, but lacrosse-specific players that have come through the program too, and and for a lot, maybe not everybody, but but a lot of these guys are looking at beyond. And you mentioned some of those names of guys that are playing now currently collegiately that have come back to help out. How about now, guys that that are here that that maybe have those opportunities? Yeah, so we had um, uh, a couple Division One signees. Well, we had one Division One signee uh, and uh, Theo Becker. He's going to go uh, to Cleveland State. And uh, be another a so pipeline we have, there. We have a nice little pipeline yep. going up seventy one north. Uh, uh, so and I mean, shout out to their staff up at Cleveland State. They're just doing an amazing job for lacrosse in Northern Ohio and, and Ohio in general. But um, you know, we have uh, Zach Kroger is going to play at uh, Baldwin Wallace, and Anthony Bailey is going to play at Baldwin Wallace, and Zach Bedwell is going to play at Capital. There's a couple more seniors that may we have nine. So you know, there might be another one or two out there that That's haven't decided awesome. yet. But outside of that, you know, verbal commitment are a little different it's you know the division one program has yeah. said for a junior you know you have a spot you know we're going to offer you a, you know an academic or athletic scholarship you know your senior year so uh lane miller's decided to go to cleveland state too he did go so you know he's going to join his brother justin up there yeah. along with all the, the other so it's crusaders the vikings i you know there must be something about <laughs> going pill, yeah, going out and pillaging people or you know <laughs> the ball uh, right. the field. so you know but uh yeah it's it's great and, and lane's going to do great up there and uh, we have a lot of juniors we i think 24 25 on the roster and of the 24 25 they're all seriously looking to play in college so you know we have to have some type of process we help the kids through you know and outside of the summer lacrosse that they play you know we really focus uh our guys on going to prospect days at uh, the local colleges so go out get seen like in person you know with the kids or or with uh, at the colleges of, of your choice so you know like aiden ross who's a junior was just at um, Bellarmine like a couple weeks ago. Had a great visit up there. Had a great opportunity to play in front of the college coaches. A lot of other um, of our players are, are getting out and getting seen as uh, as juniors uh, at these prospect camps. So you know it is a process. It's we don't focus on uh, you know that's the ultimate goal is to get kids into college, and that's not what yeah. we're focusing on. You know we focus on our culture. We focus on our program. And, you know, the process of if you're willing to work hard, if you're willing to 
work on your skill set, you know, and things like that. Playing in college at next level is there for you. And what we're really trying to tell our kids is let lacrosse work that college, you know, you know, recruiting for you or, or the, you know, getting to college at the next level. Let lacrosse, you know, help you because, yeah. I mean, you talk to so many people out there on how, uh, you know, sports help you you know, get into college. It helps you, you know, as a student athlete in college and the networking you make. And we keep talking about the 40 year payoff is, oh, for sure. you know, if you can get to a place like a, a Cleveland state or Ohio Wesleyan or Wittenberg, the things that, that it will do for you as a person and the things it will do for you for a career. I mean, you just can't match it. No offense. You can't match it as just being a student at Miami of Ohio or UC if you right, have the right. chance. So that's what we're trying to help our kids. Like if you have that chance to potentially use lacrosse to get you to a college, yep. go do it because in the long run, it could the long game, it could help you out so much better. Yeah, you can, there's no way to measure it now for, for what it can be. And if, if they understand the brotherhood that they have within their high school program, to be able to get that even at the, the next level. And oh, that yeah. same, I mean, yeah. those guys are going to be your buddies and friends for the rest of your yeah, life. Yeah, I, I ran into, he's not he's not a molar grad, but I ran into a kid I coached uh, uh, for, I think, two two years. Uh, and he was part of a, a kind of a collection of uh, summer, uh, it was a summer team, and it was like a like an all-Ohio kind of base or all-Midwest-based summer team back in early, mid-2000s. I ran into him in New York City when I was there over break. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, you know, it's funny. He works for, um, he works for, he doesn't work for Merrill Lynch, but he works for a big financial company, right? And he's on the stock exchange, you know, he's a trader and stuff. And he's like, yeah, so this guy on my desk, yeah, he's a lacrosse guy from Hopkins and my boss, (laughs) he played at, he's a, you know, an alumni from Cornell and this guy over here is from Brown and that guy, and it's like lacrosse and finance. It's crazy. Yeah, it really (laughs) is. So it's it's speaking of that by the way uh, sponsorship information we, we'd be remiss Kyle Gerhardt uh, helping us out this year with Raymond James Investors uh, very uh, much appreciative of, of what they do for us kind of that that lacrosse yep. and financial world no doubt kind of combination you got going on there so well our very first edition of the 2020 Molar Lacrosse Podcast uh, for this upcoming season with head coach Sean McGinnis. we'll take a little break we'll come back and we're going to start to to kind of uh, break down what's been happening. Through the school year, once school year started, what the guys were doing, and as they get ready now with the turn of the calendar, and like you said, four weeks away, the, the regular season, hard to believe. St. Patrick, St. Patty's Day is always coming up. Yep, when it gets started. So we got more coming up. Our first edition of the 2020 Muller Lacrosse Podcast with Sean McGinnis. I'm Greg Waddell on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Get the skinny on Cincinnati sports with Richard Skinner only on Local12.com and the Local12 News app. Exclusive content, in-depth analysis, podcasts, and more. Cincinnati sports news 24-7. Get the skinny only on Local12.com and the Local12 News app. Back here on our first edition of the 2020 Molar Molar Lacrosse Podcast on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Sean McGinnis, I am Greg Waddell, and just looking through, I... I know how busy you are on the the Molar Lacrosse Twitter page at Molar <laughs> underscore. It's supposed to be a Lacks. secret. Hey, but by the way, it's supposed to be a secret. No, I don't even know if that is a secret anymore. Oh, there's no way it's there's a secret. Multiple, because... There's multiple. <laughs> oh, there's multiple mul- contributors. <laughs> there, well, and that's a good thing because you and, and kind of to, to go back to what we were talking about just a little bit ago with the college recruiting, all the guys that that have their individual 
highlight videos yeah. that they put together for what they do and what they do well. That's intended for college recruiting. It is. I mean, I think we we try and use uh, that and social media together and and say, hey, like, look, this is our this is our guy, and uh, we try and get all of our our kids that want to be recruited to the next level. If they uh, any type of highlight from a spring to a summer or to even a fall. Uh, highlight tape you know we send it out there and we try and tag certain programs or regional people uh, you know media people we try and tag them and we just want to get the word out and I'll tell you what I mean that's how college coaches are finding kids I mean they're on social media just as much and and it's not very hard to watch a three to five minute video on someone and then you know try and piques your interest yeah take it from there so it's a brave new world the recruiting world that that is for sure let's talk about what uh, what's been going on now uh, since the school year started fall back in the fall you know, a lot of these guys are playing other sports you know some yep. are playing football but how many now are you seeing that are a little bit more specific to just lacrosse and, and are concentrating on, on working out to get ready for yeah. their so we so on the freshman sophomore level we are we have a a large group of football slash um lacrosse guys and that's just great i mean oh, yeah you know you want two sport athletes uh you know it just makes your programs better you know we have football lacrosse guys you know Playing football is going to make lacrosse better for us, you know. And those guys playing lacrosse in the spring, it's going to make football better for them in the fall. So, you know, we've got a lot of crossover kids. We have a lot of hockey too. So, yeah, yeah, the six-board um, element. Yeah, right? yeah. So, you know, outside of the kids who are playing, um, you know, a fall sport, we, you know, we got a good probably 30, 40 kids that. Um, you know, are working hard in the weight room with our with our strength and uh, strength conditioning staff, uh, Ryan Ross and and uh, Coach Brandt. Um, so, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's self governed. They've got to go in. I mean, we just show up, say hi. You know, just really build on relationships. They're hands you know? off, or uh, it's not that a hands off. It's just we don't want to. We understand the kids are starting school. We understand kids have got work. And, you know, when we move into after the fall sports season is where we kind of really start to say, hey, guys, you got to, if you're going to play in the spring, you got to be here on a regular basis. Um, So other than that, I mean, basically in the fall, it's just more of, you know, we're just kind of hanging out, like saying hi to the guys and building relationships with them. uh, And they're working with our strength staff. Uh, We we did something new this year. We uh, go over to uh, Cincy Sport Nation in Milford. And we play box lacrosse every Monday. We've been doing that since uh, December first. So the 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 boys um, basically split up the entire program. We have four teams. So it's just a way to get touches. It's a way for us, our kids, to play lacrosse together. It's a way to play box lacrosse in a small space and learn how to play defense and and offense in, in tight spaces. Yeah. So um, again, just you know, kind of a four four day a week type program. So we have box lacrosse on Monday. Lifting Tuesday, Thursday, Fridays. So you that, kids are getting after it. So and we're recording this on a Monday. So you got box lacrosse. They're on over there right now. So oh, nice. you know, okay. Hopefully, they're getting it done. <laughs> uh, how much? And, and this is more, I guess, into the Ohio high school athletic rules and everything. Are you allowed to actually coach them, or can you just observe? How does no? That work? I mean, from from what we do is is purely like pick up lacrosse. So we play five on five. So everyone has a short stick versus like the defenders have a long stick. So they play with the box lacrosse goals, which are four by four. Uh, they play five on five kind of up and down the field and there's transition and defensive players, but really it's, it's a non coaching period. Um, so we just let the kids kind of play and it's great. Cause that's what you want. You like, the less coaching we do all the time could be a better scenario. You know, the, the less we, 
you know, kind of said, you know, you should have done this. And a and the the their player, you know, with their teammate says, hey, you know, uh, you needed to put your stick in your left hand there, or you needed to get out of my way, or you need to set a pick, you know, here and stuff like that. So allowing the kids to learn from each other and teach each other, I mean, that's just a great thing. Well, so you know, that's, that, that's kind of why we do it. And that's then what you take with you onto the field then when they're playing. Yeah. Yeah, the it just, season. I mean, go back to communication is one yeah. of the three C's. You know, we hope yeah. the, the connection, the communication, the commitment comes in because they're committed because they're having a, they're having a blast over there playing lacrosse together. <laughs> they're connected, you know, because, you know, they're trying to get better together and the communication piece. So, and it's, it's invaluable again to have those guys working together than, yeah. than not. I, I don't know. Again, the, the more you play together, yeah. obviously, the, the more yeah. they're going to gel together in the yeah. three C's lead of the brotherhood of trust i like that so as you prepare now what's the numbers of the program you know as far as players so the numbers are up so uh, that's it well, and, and that's kind of been the Bowling trend we've seen is trending well, so we, um, we talked about this many years ago yeah, about making so it a destination we we started my first year uh, spring of 14 we started roughly about 55 56 kids and this summer or, or sorry this spring we uh, uh at the start first day we should have close to 82 kids out no there. kidding so wow that's you know and again the nice thing and to keep trying to promote this it's because of our school uh and the and the mission of our school yeah, that's and, first and, and foremost and things right. like that is you know we want kids to come out and play lacrosse you know we do have new new kids that come out and uh student athletes that come out as freshmen and even a couple sophomores but we want our guys to come out because they love playing lacrosse for their high school. Uh, they love playing lacrosse because they've got friends on the team. Um, and, you know, along the way, you got to understand, you got to make that commitment. You you know, we're, we're not just here to have fun. And it's not it's recreation. Kind of like a, it's not recreation. You know, you got to work hard. You got to buy in. But again, if you go through those four years or the three years, you know, of, of Molar lacrosse, whether you started, whether you were, you know, the last guy on the field or the first guy on the field, you know, had all the points, had one point. If you go through the process and you join the program, what you get from it is the most invaluable thing yeah. over the four years. So, you know, we feel that we are getting kids who not only want to just play the sport, want to play it in college, but they want to play it because – it, they're part of a program. They're part of a process, uh, and you know we're we're enjoying it. So uh, it makes it a lot easier than when you have yeah. everybody that uh, we're, hey, the numbers are going to be great this year. I mean, we we have varsity, varsity reserve this yep. year, and, JV. and, and let's let's explain that a little so, bit too. Yeah. How that so, works? So your varsity team is you know, your your top team, your know, team that's going to play for a state championship, uh, and then your varsity reserve is like your next group guys. Those. Those twenty some odd guys, twenty five guys that are just so close to being on the varsity team, but for uh, number of purposes, there's too many guys at their position, yep. you know, or you know, they're just they they got to play at the varsity reserve level and understand to be the guy with the ball or be the takeaway guy, you know, or have you know, you're the guy we're gonna the number we're gonna call at a timeout, you know, to get us what we need, you know, to win the game, you know, that's invaluable to just play, and I think a lot of people. A lot of kids through one thing or another they start to forget that you just got to play this yeah, game yeah. like the only way you're going to be good at this game you know outside of the individual development the only way you're going to be good at this game is play it yeah. you know and having a varsity letter and standing on the sideline isn't getting you better you know when you could be going and playing you know the guys that are on our varsity team you know there are a lot of talented kids and you know we do the best to get every kid in a game or at least you know get playing time throughout the year 
But what we're realizing now with all the talent that we're bringing in as sophomores and freshmen, we got to get them to a point where they understand just go be the man at that level and you'll be ready, you know, a year from now and when stuff like that. Comes. So varsity reserve, really, you know, the difference uh, is that we actually have about seven to eight varsity teams that are that this team will go play. So it's not just a schedule full of JV, like JBA teams. Right. It's uh, a handful of JV team level. And then we're going to play a bunch of varsity teams too. So we're giving our young guys an opportunity to understand what adversity means right away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't think you can reiterate that enough though about actually playing yeah. and, and, and it's so the kids do get caught up in, in, in this level of I'm on varsity and, and but you're not playing wouldn't you rather be out there getting a chance to play yeah. and get better because you could be that one that gets a chance yeah and at the, at the at the end of the day like when when you you know are trying to bring kids up down the road and you know okay well such and such we had a injury bug and like we got to start looking to bring up kids how can we bring a, a player up if we don't know how well he's been playing all season long, we know how he practices, but we don't know what goes on during the games. Right, so it's right. it's again it's a, it's a whole kind of philosophy there. And then the difference is they actually get to play other varsity programs, maybe schools that are starting. Lacrosse yeah. So and- like so for example, like our varsity our varsity reserve team will play Centerville this year. They'll play Little Miami this year. They'll play Alter, uh, I believe uh, Fairfield. Uh, and about seven varsity level teams, and I think the you know the way it's all worked out, they're good teams too. So, you know, our guys need to understand like it doesn't <laughs> matter if you're varsity, varsity reserve. These guys are bringing their A game, and they're going to want to beat you. So, exactly. What so. are you going to do during you know with adversity? And then you have, you'll have a JV team as well. They'll have a so JV be team, freshmen, yeah, sophomores, yeah, freshmen, sophomores. Yeah. You know, varsity reserve is your 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 next best freshman, sophomore, juniors, you yeah. know, who might not have made varsity. And then your varsity is your best, you know, 30-some-odd guys. I'm guessing this is a good problem to have, <laughs> to, to kind it's, of rework it. It's not it a bad it. problem. I, mean, yeah. I really think from a schematic point, I mean, really, this we were talking to the coaching staff, from a practice point, I cannot wait for practice because we'll put varsity and varsity reserve together. So now all those younger guys that are just missing the mark from a varsity level – they're going to practice with the varsity. They're going to do the drills the varsity are doing, just maybe on the other side of the field. We're going to do a lot of full field activity with varsity, varsity reserve players, and it's just going to make us better. So you've got a lot of new coaches that are coming in to help you out as well, and you, you've got returning players that have been part of it. What's the leadership now with this program looking at? Because you talked a little bit about how sometimes players working together, they can almost kind of like on-field coaches. Yeah. Yeah, so Their players help each other. What kind of leadership structure? I mean, do you, you know, have? we're big on the whole Navy SEAL military yeah, yeah. <laughs> type of thing. So we are bringing Stonewall Solutions back in March, um, and Jason Khan, uh, uh, Jason Kuhn. Um, so we're bringing him back, and he's going to do another team building act, you know, weekend or retreat with us. Uh, but we we haven't named captains yet. We're okay. now in that process of selecting candidates. Candidates will have to talk in front of the team on why they want to be the captain, and then you know the team will vote. But right now, what we've in kind of instilled is this platoon philosophy: is we we took a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior who we thought had pretty good leadership qualities, 
and put them as platoon leaders. Wow. And then you basically divvied up the team yeah. underneath the platoon. So we have five platoons. I'm trying to get them to name their, their platoons. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a slow process right now. But the whole thing is you four guys are in charge of these 12 guys. You got to make sure that they're doing the right thing. You got to make sure they're behaving well. You got to make sure they're getting the, the lifts. You got to make sure everything that we preach as a program they're doing. And then as far as the communication piece goes, we're trying to get them to understand you need to communicate to a, a commander. You need to you know communicate to someone above you who then will communicate to the coaches. So if you're going to miss a practice, you got to tell your one of your platoon leaders, sure. hey, I've got this test to study for. I've got a doctor's appointment. And then the platoon leader has to contact the coaches or Coach Ross or whoever and say, hey, oh, by the way, someone's not going to make it. So that's kind of a two-tiered, the, yeah. the player responsibility to his platoon leader yeah. and then the platoon leader and to we'll, the coaching we'll, staff. We'll do a bunch of stuff from it. I mean, we'll do some fun conditioning activities with it. Um, and we'll kind of keep trying to do this. This is kind of our first year trying it. So, like it. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to instill that military piece about, you know, leadership and then the whole platoon. And then really what happens is if we have 25 Four platoon leaders, five platoons, um, 20 leaders. We're really just developing our next leaders. You That's really what are. we really are. Yeah. you know. And then down the road, it will kind of wash itself out to be like, all right, well, we know who's going to be the captains this year and stuff like that. You've already got the head start of being able to, yep. to kind of see it from where it's at. And hopefully the guys are learning from it too. They're learning yep. and don't even realize they're learning. Yep. That's the beauty of it all. So, well, the schedule is going to get uh, – the schedule's out. It, it'll begin March 20th, the regular season against Loveland, and we will have that game broadcast. I'm very yep. excited to be back to be doing this again. Yeah, uh, we – you We're may be a lacrosse back. fan, man. It's, yeah. uh, I love the sport. I've found myself watching it on TV now in college yeah. games, and you got me hooked. Yeah, so. it's it's you know. Uh, we're always eternally optimistic, and as the season gets going, uh, you know, all we just keep saying to the guys is, you'll go as far as you know you want to go, as long as you are just you know working hard together and being a team. So, well, and it's all starting right now, and we're kind of it's, it's exciting to talk about it now, and we're going to do it again about a month from now. February twenty fourth will be our next podcast. Again, a big thanks to, to Kyle Gerhart with Raymond James Investors, and uh, it's going to be a big sponsorship yep. for helping us out during the course of this year. But I'm excited. Excited to watch uh, how things develop now, and you know, you've had several years under your belt here now, and it's going to be uh, fun to watch what the, the next next level of guys can do. Yep, it's uh, it's definitely going to be a good spring. Well, get your rest now because it's coming yeah, quick. That so, is, John. Great to see you again. Yeah, good seeing you. So we'll catch up again about a month from now on February the twenty fourth. Again, thanks, Kyle Gerhardt, Raymond James Investors. You can check out the website. Go to, of course, Let's Go Big and then the lacrosse page. We'll have more information there about that as well. Big thanks as always to our executive producer Rob Ebel for Sean McGinnis. I'm Greg Waddell. Thanks for listening to the first Molar Lacrosse, lacrosse <laughs> Podcast of 2020 season from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.